0: we may be dragging but we're still around here today in the fast lane after that midweek on the mountain game lasted a while last night because it was a 42 to 35 liberty flames victory they were sloppy it started at the very beginning when Caden salter grabbed the wrong helmet and had to rush onto the field and threw an interception uh and there are a number of angles to this um big picture is they came away with the win and they found a way to be resilient i'd also say big picture is they're taking ownership of it after the fact and if it happens once you're not going to be perfect in preparation and in being on your p's and q's for every game. If it happens all the time and it does become an issue, but to have one of those games, it's understandable. Uh, I thought the trap spot could be Jacksonville State last week. To your credit, Trey, you thought Thank it was you. Middle Tennessee. So it was, in fact, that last night. But, Liberty, they're 7-0. And joining us now to recap it is the man who was next to me in the press box last night. Not Ty Tracy. He was to my right. It's the other one who was sitting next to me. I'm sorry, John. John Manson from a sea of red dot com. John, first of all, do you accept Trey's regards and condolences for having to spend three plus hours next to me last night?
1: No, it was a great time. I I enjoy sitting next to uh, Mr. Ed Lane in the the, uh, press box. We had a good old time.
0: That's a cop-out.
1: I know (laughs) the truth.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you do, but John is feeling very diplomatic today, and so we're grateful that he's not throwing me under the bus, at least at this particular moment. Um, Liberty, last night, I mean, we said it speaking to each other. They did not look like they were on, but they found a way to get the victory. Is the biggest picture takeaway the fact that this team – was obviously off last night with the volume of mistakes, but yet they still found a way to show the resiliency to hang in there and get the victory by seven.
1: Oh, oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's something that we've seen from this team throughout the season. And, uh, it, it's been a, a variety of different uh, things that have have worked at, at different times and uh, against Jacksonville State last uh, week ago uh, last Tuesday night it was the ground game on the ground in the second half that, that ball control you know that 10 minute plus drive uh, to kind of put that game away and and uh, pick up that big win on the road after after a little bit of a slow start and and uh, last night against middle Tennessee it, it was a defense that couldn't stop app uh you know, Middle Tennessee from doing anything. And, you know, early in the game, you know, you and I were kind of talking about it in the press boxes, it seemed like that was maybe more to what Liberty had done uh outside of what Middle Tennessee had done. I, you know, you mentioned the Caden Salter interception there, the first play from scrimmage. Um, uh, you know, that's that middle Tennessee with, with uh you know good field position at the twenty two yard line and, and three plays later they're in the end zone and, and up seven and nothing. And then in their next drive they had to uh, you know, penalties on on uh, Kobe Singleton pass interference and unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalty as, as he kind of got tangled up with one of the guys on the sideline for Middle Tennessee and thirty yards on one play and, and penalties there and then they went down and scored another touchdown to, to go back up fourteen to seven. But that continued throughout the night. It wasn't just a, a barrage of, of random things happening. It, it was nonstop Middle Tennessee just moving the ball up and down the field uh, on the celebrity defense. And, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, I don't know what happened, but it was like the defense woke up and realized we better come to play and if we're going to get out of here with a win, and they did just that. and Middle Tennessee had the ball four different times in the fourth quarter, down by seven, uh, with a chance to tie or maybe even take the lead if they decided to go for two there. Uh, and the defense stood strong. They got two interceptions and, and forced two punts. And and on a night where, where both teams combined for over 900 yards of offense and, and uh, what, 77 points, uh, it was the defense that, that we were writing about after the game and, and the stops that they made uh to, to preserve that win for the plains
0: jc manson and a sea of red those are the twitter handles for john manson from a sea of red.com we're at fast lane ed lane facebook twitter instagram and wherever you listen to podcasts how much credit goes to the defensive backfield particularly john i know you outlined the the penalties uh the pass interference and the unsportsmanlike conduct back to back on the second drive of the game but overall the fact that that unit has stepped up consistently, in particular. The last two home games, Sam Houston State and Middle Tennessee, uh, while the defense has dealt with those injuries, that back unit has still found a way to make plays.
1: Well, not only that, the back unit is making those plays and getting the job done. Uh, despite there being little to no pressure being put on the opposing quarterback. I mean, that he last night, you know, could sit back there and, and make a sandwich and, and uh, call his mom and check in and see how things were going back home and still be able to, uh, you know, make a pass and get the ball out. I mean, there was just no pass rush. And that's been a problem for the Flames all season. They, they haven't been able to, to get a pass rush. And, and uh, you know, that was a team's strength last year and, you know, led the nation in, in tackles for long journal Johnson individually led the nation in tackles for loss, and he's now on the training or uh, practice squad with the Dallas Cowboys, and, and uh, you know, and, and some others, you know, losses due to graduation and transfer portal, like we talked about before. But uh, you know, there, there's no pass rush, and, and so you know. Anybody in this day and age of college football, when you put three, four, five receivers or or uh, pass catchers out there in, into a formation running different routes, I mean, any corner—it doesn't matter if it's Deion Sanders in his prime and and a lot of other uh, you know some of those top uh, cover corners back in the day—they uh, can only hold coverage for so long. And and, and uh, Kobe Singleton made plays; it was, it was his name against uh, Sam Houston. They made the plays and had three PBU in the last five plays to, to steal that win. And, and then uh, last night, Preston Hodge, uh, a guy who was really more of a safety than, than a corner, got, got kind of shifted over to corner and came up with a big interception in the end zone there in the fourth quarter. And, and uh, Bryling Green continues his remarkable play uh, as a safety. Um, you, you know, he, he's really probably the team's MVP on the defensive side of the ball uh, and every time it looks up, it's like it's him, Brylon Green, number fifteen, as a true sophomore, making the, the game-changing plays. He got a punch out there in the in the fourth quarter or, or late third quarter that led to the Liberty's, uh go-ahead score, forty-two to thirty-five. That, that ended up you know being the final margin. And he got that late punch out to force that fumble. He got an interception again there. The last. Uh, defensive play of the game and, and uh, pass breakup uh, on a deep pass down the sideline as well in the fourth quarter. It, it, he just is, is there, it seems like, every night, every game, whenever Liberty needs him. And it's amazing the growth he's made. But, uh, it, you know, to, to your point, is it's crazy the, the amount of production that defensive backfield has had, and you couple it with the lack of a pass rush, uh, and that, that just gives more credit credit to that that group and uh that, that's something you know speaking of the password that that's got to be fixed for liberty moving forward and and if you look ahead to to next week at western kentucky and austin reed and, and their their dynamic passing attack you know you would hate to think liberty uh, allows reed all day to throw because because he could throw for 500 by himself and and that's certainly something Liberty will have to try to adjust uh address uh, this week
0: J.C. Manson, a sea of red. Twitter accounts for John Manson, who's with us here in the fast lane, discussing the 42-35 Liberty Flames victory over Middle Tennessee that took place last night. Is the resolution of the pass rush, how much of it is something that can be done over the remainder of the second half of the season? How much of it is the reality of a roster that had quite a bit of attrition, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, graduation, eligibility, expiring, and transfers, and it's something that you'll just have to address in the offseason.
1: Yeah, I think it's some some of all of that. I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at you know, and it's not to take away anything from the from the play of that group up front, but the returners that that Liberty has on the defensive line are all interior guys. You're looking at at a Kendi Charles a Bryce Dixon, a Jay Hardy. Those are three defensive tackles, and and they've played solid, been pretty solid against the run. And you know, those aren't guys that are that are counted on and asked to, to you know lead a team in in TFLs and sacks. It's it's the outside guys the edge guys and, and you got a true freshman that started all season there and tj bush on one side and on the other side of cj baziel uh who's a, who's a true sophomore but but he barely played enough games last year to uh to not redshirt so so it's almost like a redshirt freshman there as well so um, and obviously playing a lot more snaps this year than he did last year also so uh yeah that, i mean that's part of it i mean you would hope and and think that they would get better as the season goes on but the guys behind them it, it's a similar type story You got another true freshman larry jones uh playing defensive end uh, off the bench and then uh brian white had a juco transfer who's a juco all-american and and uh, put up a lot of gaudy numbers in, in terms of tackles for loss and, and sacks at the Juco level, but obviously it's a big step up in competition for him, and he hasn't quite gotten to uh, to, to that level of production for, for the Flames yet. So, you know, Long way to answer the question that I think is a little bit of everything, and uh, you hope for slow and gradual improvement throughout the year. Uh, Maybe it hasn't been quick enough that that it's showing up yet on the field on uh, a Tuesday night or or a Saturday night when we get back to November, but um, it'll it'll certainly be something that uh, Coach Chadwell and his staff will have to address. Uh, moving forward as you um, you know get into the off season, maybe get to the portal and, and get uh, a proven veteran uh, that, that can uh, get after a quarterback.
0: How much of the lack of pass rush and production out of the defensive line for Liberty, John, has contributed to this coaching staff's willingness to lead into a very successful ground attack that has allowed them to control the game and minimize the amount of time that defense is on the field?
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's one thing that uh, you know, Coach Chadwell and his staff have leaned into heavily, even despite the fact that the running backs are, are banged up. And I mean, I think part of that is playing three games in 13 days, and and uh, as they kind of you know shifted to this midweek schedule, and and uh, they've done that and came out of there unscathed with with the three wins. Uh, to get to seven though. But uh, you know, Clinton Cooley is a is a guy who's putting up great numbers, had three touchdowns last night, went over a hundred yards. Uh, for the fourth straight game, and and uh, the transfer from, from Wake Forest, he's done a great job. But uh, how much can he continue to to get twenty plus carries a night and take that bruising? That's not something that he's used to and hasn't done much in his career, and and it's led to him you know being nicked up a little bit as well. Billy Lucas, the the, the next running back up is. You know, he was limited to just a couple of touches uh last night as he's kind of still recovering from a knee injury and then you know, obviously Von Blue uh, broken collarbones out for most of the season as well. So uh, you know, you've seen Aaron Bedgood who's really more of a receiver, five eight, five nine. Uh, kind of scat back that's getting a lot of carries and he's been very productive a transfer from Coastal Carolina but how much can he withstand that but in spite of all those injuries and, and those guys being nicked up I mean Liberty rushed for over 400 yards last night and and uh, Kane Salter had a career high of 160 and uh, was just shy of Malik Willis' uh, career record for uh individual game, 168 yards rushing on the ground for a quarterback at Liberty. So, uh, that Malik had against Western Kentucky, his first game as Liberty's quarterback, but uh, yeah, I mean it, it's definitely been been a, a big emphasis for the for the team. Dominating time of possession, they're one of the tops in the country there. They're, they entered this week number two in the country in, in yards per uh, y- yards on the ground per game, rushing yards per game, behind only Air Force. We'll see how that uh, it only improve. I mean, you know, rushing for four hundred, you're not going to go down. That's the first time Liberty's rushed for four hundred yards. Uh, um as an FBS member, and and Coach Chadwell and his coach teams, going back to his, his time at Coastal Carolina and Charleston Southern and even before, they're twenty eight zero when when the team rushes for three hundred plus yards. So, uh, you know that's something that they'll uh, be be looking to do uh, moving forward. And and it's something Coach Chadwell mentioned uh, last night in the, the post game press conference is that's how teams have been daring them to to play is is they've been. You know, preventing playing deep safeties and uh, preventing the deep shots from from Caden Salter at quarterback and, and the the receivers. You know, uh, CJ Daniels, Noah Fritz, Treon Sibley, uh, Elijah Smoot as well uh, have made and um, you know they've been daring them to just run the ball down their throat and that's what Liberty's done and and they uh, did it very effectively that last night at over seven yards uh, per carry.
0: John, Liberty gets ready for Western Kentucky who will be coming off a loss when the Flames head over to take on WKU next Tuesday evening. One area, got about a minute or so left, one area outside of pass rush that Liberty needs to correct heading into that game as they practice over the next week.
1: Well, I mean it's hard to only say one thing. I think one thing that comes to mind is special teams. I mean you had a twelve yard punt that almost cost the, the team last night. Uh, you he had a knew there extra were you point pick on the to next I- play. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And then uh, he had an extra point that I still don't know how it got over the uh, the uprights. And and uh, you know he, Nick Brown made seven to his credit, made all seven of his extra points last night. and I'll, I'll At need every single one of those, or, or that game's much different as well. But I, I probably w- would turn to uh, to uh, the penalties. I mean, you had so many penalties last night at inopportune times. Uh, you know, unnecessary penalties, you know, penalties where you're chirping you're at guys on the sideline or, or shoving a guy uh, who shoved you and then you're the guy getting the call. Uh, some of those PIs are, are you just kind of happens. Um, but, you know, just, just those type of things. You know, you mentioned Caden Salter running onto the field with the wrong helmet and, and, and leading maybe to that interception there in the first play of scrimmage as he rushed on the field as a play clock was running down, didn't get his guy all the way into motion. Just some of those mental errors that you just can't have if you want to win a game on the road against you know the preseason favorite in uh, conference usa and and despite that loss uh, you know last night for for the hilltoppers and maybe in spite of that loss because I, I think if you're a liberty uh, fan or the Liberty team, you might be getting a more fired up uh, WKU team, not that they wouldn't be anyways, but coming off that loss thinking, okay, now our back's up against the walls. We have to uh, to make sure we uh, take care of business and, and that, that would start with them protecting their home turf uh, Tuesday against an undefeated uh, Liberty team with with the uh, the eyes of the, the world, if you will, on it with one of the only games on on that night, uh, Tuesday night next week on ESPNU.
0: We'll be watching it and we'll be keeping up with your work, John at acofred.com Appreciate your time today in the Fast Lane and enjoyed uh, seeing you last week or last night at Liberty.
1: Yes, sir. Always a pleasure to uh, to see you up there, Ed, despite of what uh, uh, Trey has to say about you, man. I'm glad
0: someone has my back. John Manson with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return, Jamie Dukes football next.